Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the Cardinal Coaching Solutions Podcast. I can't even make it through the intro with this. Uh, the title of this episode is The Hell Is Even Going On Here? <laughs> oh, the hell is even going on here. Uh, I think that, I feel like that pretty well captures my mental state right now. I don't think I could summarize it any better on the bright side and i'm happy i can see that literally the sun is out the sun is shining here in virginia beach and that matters that makes a huge difference so wherever you are whoever you are wherever you may be listening wishing you well wishing you sanity peace hope joy love like I've said earlier, all of the things that we will need to crest the other side. And if nothing else, you know, me turning on the microphone here today is it's just therapeutic for me. It's just helpful for me to, to process and to give an update and share, I guess, a lot of what I'm learning, really. This is a, this is a palms up, surrender, learning experience and invitation and I've spoken a little bit just about the mental fog, and uh, I've had a, I've had a few things come up for me recently, just in the last 24 hours, that that I think shed some light on on what's happening. And so I, I do hope that you know to some degree this this might even be helpful for you. So the first is I'm rereading a book called Transitions. The author is William Bridges. This, is, I'm sure I've probably mentioned this book before, but it is a desert island book for me. If the bookshelf is on fire, if the living room is on fire, and I can grab one book, it's this book. It is so full of aged wisdom. And it doesn't read like any of today's pop culture kind of uh, straight-to-print blogs that that are loud and noisy and and full of you know so many steps and the promise to this and that and it's just it reads like aged wisdom is the best way I can describe it and I came across so I'm rereading it I've already read it once and marked it all up I, nearly every page is dog-eared with something that I loved and just recently in my reading I came across uh, this author's delineation between change and transition and i love the way he describes this and i'll just paraphrase it here he says change is what happens to us externally now sometimes that's by choice we wanted to move houses we wanted to change jobs we had a kid we got married whatever Uh, and sometimes that happens against our will or against our better wishes we lost our job lost our house whatever marriage fell apart So change is what, and this would be what we are in the midst of right now with COVID, is certainly happening to us against our better wishes. So change is what happens externally. But transition is the journey, it's the internal journey in response to that external change. It's the internal journey in response to that external change. And that really helped me understand the impact 
that these last few weeks or months uh, have been having on me, and I'm sure to some degree you as well. What I mean by that is so much is changing so rapidly, it seems like every 24 hours there's a new briefing, there's a new uh, conference, there's multiple emails coming through, uh, you know, media outlets are just non-stop headlines, non-stop. And those changes are happening so rapidly, and, and they're so dramatic that the internal part of me doesn't even have time to catch up to the last change. School just canceled two weeks ago, three weeks ago now. We thought we were out for two weeks. That was a huge change. That's never happened. Suddenly on a Friday afternoon when I should be decompressing from a week and looking ahead to a weekend with family, I am faced with many, many choices and decisions to make and figure out because come Monday, my kids aren't going to school or the next day, or the next day, two weeks. That's one change. One week later, just about the time that we've, we made it through week one of schools being shut down, our governor here in Virginia canceled school, can't close schools for the year. The rest of the year, two weeks, just became March, April, May, June, three or four months. So here we are at a whole other set, a whole new set. And, and I'm, not, I'm not discussing uh, the choice, the decision. I'm just highlighting I just came off of a massive change. And I had a week to just pro basically get through that to work from home and homeschool and get through that. And now one week has become four months, three months. So the pace at these changes in comparison to the time that my internal being is allotted to make peace with, catch up with. And now let's even talk about what some what this trans what this internal internal transition process looks like. Sometimes it's it's a grieving. It's an acknowledgement of what was, a making peace with what was and a turning the attention to what is it's a grieving it's a loss it's a making peace with it's a funeral and having to do that so many times in such a short span of time uh i i think i'm starting to feel it taking its toll and what i've realized is that i've i've got to prioritize time. I've got to prioritize space to grapple with and deal with, to say goodbye to, to have the funeral for, to what to, to grieve. So some of that time might look like um, I'm going to take a walk around the block right now. The sun is shining. In fact, this is, that's what I did just before I came in here. I was out scootering with my, I wasn't scootering, but my two little buddies were scootering and they were done. They wanted to come inside. I said, all right, guys, you guys go on inside. I'm, I'm, I just want to take a walk around the block. I mean, the sun was out for the first time in two days, and I just wanted to walk around the block. Uh, last night, 
uh, my wife was tired from a long day. She said, "Hon, I'm, I'm. We got the girls in bed." She said, "I'm just gonna knock out." I came out to the couch, and I sat in the dark. I just sat in the dark for like 20 minutes. No sound, no lights. Now, eventually, I, I journaled a bit, and but I just needed, I needed margin, white space. So that's the first thing I've been thinking: the difference between change versus transition and the other one came on week three so that I don't, I don't even know what week we're on now but maybe it's week three maybe it's four i don't know but recently let's just put it this way uh i think this is three so two days ago uh, our governor in virginia came uh back on the air and said that um there was going to be a, I forget the word or the phrase, what is it? not a lockdown, but a stay, stay at home order, something like that. Shelter in place, stay at home order until June 10th. This is March. And now when I heard that on Monday afternoon, we had, we had made it two weeks. We had made it two weeks. We've already crossed the threshold mentally and emotionally if schools are done. Okay. Like, We've made it. We've made it across some huge hurdles. And then I'll walk in and hear that, yeah, essentially what you see right now is going to be ramped up and in place until minimum June 10th, nearly halfway through June. And I got to tell you, it was an enormous kick to the gut. It was an enormous sucker punch. Not a sucker punch. I'm not saying that of our governor, but it was um, it was deflating for sure. And I found myself thinking at some point later in the day or that, that night or maybe it was yesterday. I don't know. But I thought, okay, Wes, just just imagine July 4th. July 4th is going to be here, okay? Like whatever this virus is going to do, it's not, it's not going to destroy the planet. July 4th will be here. July 4th. It's my birthday. We'll be back at the beach. Parks will be open. Beaches will be open. We'll be back at work July 4th. And this hit me. If you've ever heard of the Stockdale Paradox. Now, I'm, I'm not going to provide all the research here by any means. L look it up. Um, Admiral Stockdale was a prisoner of war in a foreign conflict. I don't remember which one. Maybe, maybe Korea, maybe Vietnam. But he was a prisoner of war for a number of years. I want to say in the ballpark of seven, eight years. And, and he survived. And... In recounting his story and his experience, he noted that his fellow prisoners, his fellow POWs, fell into one of three categories. The first category were those who, when they arrived at camp, they had no hope. I am a prisoner of war in the middle of God knows where. I am a captive to an evil enemy. All hope is lost. And Admiral Stockdale noted that, yes, those, those prisoners died quickly. They, they didn't survive. The second group were those who came in the exact opposite, the actual polar opposite, overly optimistic. Guys, we will be out of here by Easter. We'll be out of here by Easter, no question. They're coming for us, guys. We just got to make it. Come on, two more weeks, two more weeks. Two more weeks of this and it'll be Easter and we'll be out of this. Well, Easter would come and go. And then the next milestone. All right, Memorial Day. 
our fourth of Fourth of July guys. We'll be home with our families eating hot dogs. Fourth of July would come and go. And these milestone holidays would come and they would go. And there would be no change. And these individuals, because they were on such a high coming in, they would then experience the reciprocal low. And they wouldn't recover. And they died. They didn't survive. He said the third group were the only ones, as far as he could tell, that that did survive. And he said it was those who could hold this balance, hold this tension, in the one hand, be completely clear-eyed about the present reality. We are prisoners of war. We don't know when they're coming. We don't know if we know where they are. We have no outside news. We have no way of communicating. Our enemy is evil. Whatever it was, just clear-eyed about the present reality. And at the same time, never losing hope. And we will not defeat ourselves. And I will wake up tomorrow. And the sun will rise somewhere in the world tomorrow. Another day, another night. And that became known as the Stockdale Paradox. This ability to be completely realistic. So not overly optimistic. And yet also in the midst of what however dire the present reality is maintain hope. And I caught myself doing that last night in my imagination of July 4th is going to be here. And I went, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute. Careful what you're setting yourself up for there. What can you be grateful for in this moment, Wes? What can you give thanks for? What can you control? What can you control in this moment? There are some other questions that that came to my mind. What is the invitation here? I've mentioned that before. What's the invitation here? What is the invitation to learn? How is this an invitation for you to become? What do I need to let go of? What is no longer serving me? What do I need to grieve? Yeah. What is the mission here? And what's my role? So all of these were questions that just came to me that have given me a lot to ponder or consider and really have helped to bring me back into just the immediacy of the present moment. I've spoken about that before here on these last couple episodes in the midst of this, but just the present moment. And so my friends, wherever you are, whoever you are, wishing you health, wellness, sanity, wishing you peace, joy, hope, clear-eyed about the reality, and yet hopeful about the future. All right. Thanks so much for listening. Be well. We'll do this again soon.